Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, let's turn in our Bibles to Deuteronomy. Oh, no, that's not even close. Not even close. No, no. Uh, you ready? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. I should not be able to say it louder than you guys, even though I'm aided with these speakers up top. One more time. Deuteronomy. Uh, what I want to see is someone walk in and just hear us shouting at each other. That's what I want. Uh, I would love to see that. And so uh, we're in Deuteronomy chapter number three, of course. Uh, last week we looked at uh, two and three uh, as they traveled. Uh, there were some uh, people to fight, uh, a small percentage to engage, uh, but so many more that they may have been tempted to, but God said don't. Uh, and so it's, it's when is it right to fight? When is it right to fight or to engage? Uh, and so we looked a little bit at that. Uh, and now look at verse number 23, if you will. Chapter 3, verse number 23. And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy uh, mighty hand. For uh, what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works? There's none. And according to thy might, there's none, none other. I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan and uh, that uh, goodly mountain uh, and Lebanon. But uh, the Lord was wroth with me for your sake. He's still blaming them. He's still blaming them. And uh, that was at the rock when he said, uh, rebels blaming them. And of course, uh, I think it's uh, Proverbs, maybe Psalms where it says they provoked him. They provoked him. Uh, he's blaming them. He shouldn't be easily provoked. Uh, and so still blaming them, uh, but the Lord was wroth with me for your sake and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Put it to bed, put it to rest. Uh, get thee up into the top of Pisgah and lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and uh, behold it with thine eyes for thou shalt not go over this Jordan, but charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him for he shall go over before his people, this people, and uh, he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. Now, uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground tonight. Uh, and so uh, make sure you put your thinking caps on, you stay close, we read through. Uh, but, but we're going to have some uh, general principles that we're talking about uh, above all of the details that we're going to look at. And the number, uh, first one is uh, abiding in prayer. Abiding in prayer. Uh, in prayer, I think it's appropriate that on the heels of, okay, you're going to engage some, you're not going to engage others. Uh, if it be possible, live, live peaceably with all men. Uh, but for some men, it's impossible. And so, so some you will, some you won't engage. Uh, and, and so how do I know? How do I know which ones to, which ones to not? Uh, and, and he goes right into prayer, uh, abiding uh, in prayer. 23, and I besought the Lord. I besought uh, the Lord, and put down underneath that, Moses' godly prayer begins with God's praise. It begins with God's praise. We've already seen it, 24. O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works, thy greatness, thy mighty hand, thy works, and according to to, to thy might. Well, our prayer time shouldn't be one of rushing in and going through our laundry list. Our 
uh, our grocery list, our uh, things that, that our Christmas wish list. Uh, we need to slow down rather than rushing yet. Slow down uh, and lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, exalt Him. Uh, ascribe worth to Him uh, before we go through our laundry list. And so uh, He does that. He does that. In fact, uh, the model that He gives us, the Lord, for uh, prayer is our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be Thy name. And so Moses kind of follows that model by, by talking about thy greatness, thy mighty hands, thy, thy, thy works, and, and thy might. Uh, rather than just rushing in and, okay, God, I need this, I need this, change this, and uh, give this, and, and prevent this, and, and add this. Boy, he slows down, he kneels down, he looks up, he lifts up his hands, and he says, who is a God like unto thee? Uh, thy greatness and the power of thy mighty hand, thy thy great works and all that you've done. What a great God. What a great God you are to us. I, I find all too often uh, my prayer uh, request, my prayer uh, time, my prayer uh, list is consumed with what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want. Uh, and as we lean into heaven, uh, we see that uh, we'll spend absolutely no time uh, asking for what we want, uh, and we'll spend all the time uh, ascribing Him worth. Revelation chapter number 4, uh, the four and twenty elders fall down before Him that sat on the throne and worship Him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, hey God, could you give me a new job? And uh, uh, pay raise and uh, the evaluations, cost of living and uh, new car, bigger house. And God, can you do that? Uh, no, they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, "Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory uh, and honor uh, and power, for Thou hast created all things, uh, and for Thy pleasure they are, and they were created. God, you're worthy." Boy, it starts out a lot like. Uh, Moses' prayer starts out a lot like uh, the 20 and 4 elders' his prayer did. And uh, in Revelation 5, 9, they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for uh, out of every kindred and tongue uh, thou wast slain, hast redeemed us by God, by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Uh, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels uh, round about the throne and the, the beasts uh, uh, and the elders, and the number of them was a hundred million and the number of them was a hundred million ten thousand times ten thousand and millions thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice uh, by the way uh, that loud voice should be capitalized underlined uh, bolded uh, it would have been a roar it's going to be a roar of praise uh, a loud voice saying worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and uh, glory, and blessing, and every creature which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, blessing, and honor, and glory, and power, be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, uh, and unto the Lamb forever, and ever, uh, and ever. Uh, and the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever.
When's the last time you prayed without asking for something? When's the last time we prayed without rushing in and our grocery list, our Christmas wish list, and, and uh, uh, monopolizing that time before God. God, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. I want this, I want that, I want that. Prevent this, change that, add that. Boy, here we see Moses starting out with praise, with, with uh, ascribing worth, and uh, that's what worship is. Uh, he's worthy. Uh, he's an incredibly infinitely great God, uh, but worship is when we realize how incredibly great He is, uh, and as we praise, we begin to realize the greatness of who He is, uh, and our praise should be telling Him, praising Him, worshiping Him, and so uh, Moses' godly prayer begins with God's praise. Number two, it brings a godly proposal. Put down number two, uh, it brings a godly proposal. Look at verse number 25. I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that uh, God, goodly mountain, uh, and Lebanon. That, that, that ask, that ask. He, he, he gave the ask. Uh, by the way, the ask that he asked uh, was for God's will to be done. Uh, God's will that he forfeited. Uh, God's will, it wasn't even necessarily something that derived from him, uh, it was God's call, God's will uh, that he forfeited, and that, that, that godly desire in Moses was even in asking for this, uh, even in praying for this, uh, it's not, give me a bigger house, give me a nicer car, give me a bigger paycheck, uh, give me a bigger bank account, uh, make my life more comfortable. No, he's praying for God's will, for God's will. Uh, ye have not, because ye ask not. Uh, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that ye might consume it upon your own lust. Uh, and so, uh, abiding in prayer, abiding in prayer, uh, begins with uh, God's praise, uh, asking the right way. Uh, it uh, brings a godly proposal. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Uh, anything according to his will. Uh, prayer isn't about changing his mind. Prayer is about changing my will. Uh, bending uh, my will uh, to fit what God's plan is for me. And so, uh, abiding in prayer, it begins with God's praise. It brings a godly proposal. Uh, number three, it bends to God's providence. God's providence. God's providence. Look at verse number 26. But... But, and so he praises, he worships, he ascribes worth, and then the one asked was, Lord, let me do your will. I, I, I want to fulfill what your will was for my life before I forfeited that. But, but, the Lord was wroth with me for your sake and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this matter. Speak no more unto me. Of this matter, it's almost a Paul's thorn in the flesh where uh, he prayed three times. Uh, Lord, uh, heal my body. Uh, Lord, remove that thorn in the flesh. Lord, would you uh, bring uh, uh, good health to me? Uh, and as soon as God said no, that was it. That was it. 
Uh, he didn't continue to pray for years and years and years and years and years and years. Hey, as soon as he realized the no, he stopped praying about that. Hey, God in his love at times says no. God in his love at times says no. I think about the psalm where he gave them their request but sent leanness to their soul. And I don't want what I want if it's going to hinder me from fulfilling God's work. In fact, I want God to change what I want to be in line with what He wants. Uh, that, that no, that, that don't go. I, I think it's interesting, Mark chapter 5, the maniac of the Gadareans that uh, lived in the tombs and the caves. He uh, was naked and no man could chain, uh, could bind him, no, not with chains. And uh, he would cast it down and just a lunatic kind of a guy. And uh, he meets Christ. And the next thing we see is he's clothed and in his right mind. Uh, now, there's three prayers in the passage. The first prayer is by the demons that were possessing him. And that's in Mark 5, 12. All the devils besought him, besought him. Him. In fact, it's the same word that Moses used when he said, and I besought the Lord. I besought the Lord. Uh, and now here, Mark 5, 12, all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter therein. And so their prayer request was, uh, send us into the swine. Second prayer uh, was from the people of that area that were freaking out, that were just uh, losing their mind over this. And uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 17 uh, they were afraid, and as they began to pray, they began to pray. So the devils prayed, sent us into the swine. Uh, those locals prayed him to depart out of their coast. And so we got the devils praying, sent us into the swine. And then uh, the locals, the uh, unfaithful, the uh, unbelieving, the uh, ones that didn't want a relationship with Christ, prayed him to depart, depart, go away. Uh, we don't want to have you here uh, they prayed him of that. Uh, and the third prayer in the passage is in Mark chapter 5, verse number 18. Uh, that one that uh, is now clothed, that new convert that uh, is uh, in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Christ, worshiping him, uh, prayed him that he might be with him. It's interesting to me that uh, two of those three prayer requests were answered. Uh, one of them, it was a no. One of them, it was a no. Uh, you, you following me on this? Uh, the two that were answered, he answered the prayer of the devils. <laughs> he sent them into the swine. Uh, he answered the prayer of the unbelieving, unsaved, unspiritual, uh, the ones that did not want a relationship. Hey, he answered their prayers uh, when he departed out of their coast. But the one that was saved, the one that was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, worshiping the Lord that wanted to follow him, when that prayer was offered, Jesus said no to him. It's almost as if he's saying to the devils, uh, you're not my children. Well, whatever, that's fine. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Doesn't matter to me what's uh, good for you, bad for you. Uh, you're already running from me. And to those uh, locals that did not want a relationship with him, it's almost as if, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, but, but when it's someone that's, that's dear, that's close, that's, walking with him, that's worshiping him, God usually, when he says no, always has a bigger 
and better yes for us that we may not even realize at the time. And so for Moses, it was, no, stop talking about this. At 27, look at it. Uh, Get thee up into the top of Pisgah, lift up thine eyes westward, northward, southward, eastward, and behold it with thine eyes. You can go ahead and look at it for it. Uh, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not go over uh, this Jordan. And of course, we know that uh, we're abiding in prayer, talking about abiding in prayer. All of our prayers need to be tempered with, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Bending to God's providence. You know, life is a story that's being written. We talked about it the first of the year, how God gives us a book with 365 blank pages. And it's not us writing the story. Life is all about God writing his autobiography, and the main character is the Lord Jesus Christ. This story started long before you were born. Uh, This story will continue long after we're gone. Uh, And the the main character, the main character is the Lord Jesus Christ. The plot is the redemption of man. Uh, And whether we're written into the story or not is all about uh, are we following, are we submitting, are we bending our will to his will. Hey, that's when he writes us into the story. If not, we're simply a byline. Uh, we're simply a, just kind of a scribble scratch on the bottom of the page. Uh, we're not even written into the story. Uh, if we're not fulfilling and following and seeking the will of God. And so uh, this uh, godly prayer begins with God's praise. Uh, and then it brings a godly proposal. Uh, your will, your will. Uh, a, a lot like God's not willing, 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 God's will, that any should perish. Hey, Lord, would you save them? Help me to reach them. And uh, God, help us to spread the gospel uh, to this community. Uh, it, it, it brings a godly proposal, praying in his will. Uh, and uh, it bends to God's providence. Number four, write it down, uh, abiding in prayer. It's blessed with God's plans. It's blessed with God's uh, plans. Look at verse number 28. After God said, uh, nope, uh, nope, uh, don't talk about it, don't speak about it. Hey, stop praying about it. You're not going to go over 28. But charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, uh, and he shall cause them to inherit the land, which thou shalt see. Uh, God in unfolding his will, unfolding his plans, unfolding uh, his guidance. I, I, I like the verse that says in Psalm 103, he made known his acts to the children of Israel, but his ways to Moses. So God knew his plan. God knew his will. God knew that, 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 that road that he was to walk, he got off it, he forfeited it. And now it's not just God saying, no, you stop, send Joshua, you stop, send Joshua. But you'll see as we read this that he's partnering with, he's prepping, he's preparing Joshua. It's almost as if uh, Moses realizes, okay, my part of the story is going to end, but your story is going to continue to be written. Uh, use Joshua. Uh, use Joshua. Well, I want your story to be written so badly, uh, it doesn't even matter to me so much that uh, you use me to propel that. Uh, as long as it's propelled and, and your son's lifted up and, and you're glorified. And so 
Uh, chapter 3 is abiding in, say it, in prayer. Uh, chapter 3 is abiding in prayer. Deuteronomy. Okay, so you're just done. Anyway, uh, put down chapter 4. Uh, abiding in the Word. Abiding in the Word. Stay awake, if you will, uh, or I'll have you stand up for the rest of the... Anyway, uh, abiding in prayer and now abiding in the Word. And it's Deuteronomy. Read it again. Read it again. Uh, read it again. It's all about the Word of God. Look at it in verse number 1. And so, uh, last chapter at the end, it's abiding in prayer. Uh, this chapter throughout, it's going to be uh, abiding in the word. Look at verse 1. Uh, now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments. You're going to see those two words again and again and again and again and again in this chapter. It's all about the word. All about the word. Abide in the word. Uh, statutes and unto the judgments, which I teach you for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Prayer and the word. Prayer Prayer uh, and the Word. Uh, I like when Jesus said, uh, my Father's house shall be called the house of, of prayer. I, I also like when it says, the church is the pillar and ground of the, uh, of the truth. Prayer and the Word. Prayer and the Word. Uh, I like Acts 6 that ties them when the, the apostles said, and we will give ourselves continually to prayer, to prayer, uh, and to the ministry of the uh, Word. Uh, it's no accident that God's tying these together uh, on the heels of a powerful time in prayer to God. Uh, now we have a, a, an emphasis on the powerful Word of God. Uh, I don't know if you have blanks to put it in, but uh, we see first a perverting of it. A, a perverting of it. Look at verse 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. Don't add to it, don't take from it. Don't add to it, don't take from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Don't add to it, don't take from it. Uh, you know, in many churches they do both. Uh, they take from it. Uh, they take from it by not preaching the whole counsel of God. Uh, they, they preach the important parts, I guess. Uh, they preach the parts that prop up their, their hobby horses, I, I guess. They, they don't realize or don't uh, 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 live it out that uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God uh, and all of it's profitable. Paul said, I, I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. Uh, I gave you the whole counsel. Uh, so many churches, they take from it and not preaching all of it. Uh, and... When you're not preaching all of it, uh, of course you have to add to it because uh, you've created a vacuum in your church. Uh, you've created a void in your church. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. The life of the church is in how much Bible is taught, how much Bible is preached. Uh, and when we take from it, uh, we try to self-generate it by uh, adding to it, uh, and that's where they give their, their opinions and their uh, political agendas and their, their preferences and, uh, and the rules of man, preaching their pet peeves and, uh, and preaching their, their personal opinions. And so uh, a perverting of it, don't add to it, don't take from it. Don't add to it, uh, don't take from it. Uh, the Word of God is our final authority for all things that pertain unto life and practice. And so, uh, nextly, I don't know if you have a place to put it, but uh, a perverting of it, number two, or, or next, a performance, uh, a performance of it. Look at verse 5. Uh, 
Behold, I have taught you, here's those two words again, statutes and judgments, statutes and uh, judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do, say that with me, that ye should do, that, that ye should do, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. I, I, I could take it a step back even before that to go to the last point. Hey, don't just believe that the, the whole Bible is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Teach the whole Bible. Preach the whole Bible. But then the next step, don't just be hearers uh, of the word, uh, but be doers uh, of the word. Uh, and this man shall be blessed in his deed. And so there's a perversion of it. There's uh, a performance in it. Uh, number three, write it down. Uh, a possession of it. Uh, a possession. Uh, do you have blanks to put these down or just scratch them on the side if you want? Or, or just take out your uh, uh, bulletin, flip it, flip it over and put them on the side. But uh, a possession of it. Look at verse six. First word, say it with me. Keep. Keep. Keep, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of nations, uh, which shall hear all these statutes, there's that word again, and say, surely this great nation is wise and an understanding people, for uh, what nation is so great, uh, who hath God so nigh unto them, uh, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? Uh, and what nation is there so great that hath, here's the words again, statutes and judgments so righteous, so right as all this law which is set before you this day. And so don't have a perverting of it. Don't add to it. Don't take from it. Uh, make sure you perform it. There's a performance of it. Uh, be doers of the word. And, uh, and then uh, that possession, that possession, that possession. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Uh, make it as frontlets to your eyes. Uh, write them on the doorposts. Uh, of your house. Uh, make it the engrafted Word of God. It's engrafted into your, your, your life. It's a part of the fabric uh, of who you are, uh, a possession of it. Uh, and, and then, number four, a, a perpetuation of it. A, a perpetuation of it. Look at verse number nine. Uh, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and uh, lest they depart from thy heart. Uh, thy word have I hid in my heart, thy word have I hid in my heart, lest they uh, depart from thy heart in all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons, and thy sons' sons. Don't miss that. Teach them thy sons, and thy sons' sons. Little Jack-Jack's going to get it. I'm going to pour it in. Uh, and uh, Charlie, uh, uh, my, my kids and my kids' kids. Uh, you know one of the best ways to... Um, remember what was preached. Uh, you ever go to lunch and someone asks you, hey, what was preached today? Uh, and man, I, I can't remember. It was good. It was good, but I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Uh, one of the best ways to remember is take notes, number one, uh, is to repeat it when I say repeat it. Deuteronomy, read it again. Okay, but if you're not engaged, you're not going to get it. Uh, but the third best way to remember it uh, is to teach what you learned to someone else to teach what you learn to someone else. For instance, last week when uh, we talked about don't battle brothers, uh, don't have conflict with cousins. There's going to be uh, a time when we're supposed to battle. God's given us a uh, limited amount of emotional energy. Don't waste it on um, uh, the wrong battles because uh, God gave that to you to fight the right battles. Uh, if you teach that to someone else, I promise you, you'll remember it a lot longer. And here God says, yeah, teach it to someone else. 
Uh, start with your kids. Uh, start with your kids, uh, and then your kids' kids. Verse 10. Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb. Make sure you tell them about that. When uh, the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make uh, them hear uh, thy words, uh, that they may learn to fear me all the day, that they shall live upon the earth, uh, and that they may teach their children. Uh, it's a lot of Deuteronomy 6 where these words, these words that you heard on that day, uh, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, uh, don't let them depart from thy heart. Uh, that's verse number 9. Uh, they shall uh, uh, be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Um, uh, and again, uh, notice it's uh, not just the word to our kids. Notice also, uh, it's also a warning to our kids, which... Uh, number next, a prohibition in it. A, a prohibition. I'm going to run out of peace soon, and so we'll stop when I run out of peace. But, but a prohibition. Look at verse number 14. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments. There it is again. Uh, that you might do them in the land whether you go over to possess it. Take uh, therefore good heed unto yourselves. For uh, ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Uh, there was no idol. There was no... Uh, a creeping thing or uh, uh, a, 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 an image in this part. Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image. Uh, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, uh, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, uh, the likeness of anything that creepeth upon the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth, uh, and last, last, verse 16, last, now verse 19, last, uh, a prohibition, uh, thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven when thou uh, seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven should have been driven to worship them and, and serve them which the Lord thy God hath divided unto the nations, uh, unto the whole earth. Uh, it's basically quoting the commandment, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images, uh, nor bow down to worship them. Uh, and so uh, we, we put the word of God in their hearts, our kids. Put the word of God in our hearts, our, our grandkids, uh, because if they don't have the word of God in their hearts, there's going to be a whole lot of things they're tempted to worship. Uh, success careers, recreation. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of things that our culture is trying to teach them to worship. Uh, and God says you combat that by pouring in the Word of God uh, into them uh, and into their kids uh, in order so they don't, so that they don't last, last, last. They uh, make a graven image and lest they bow down uh, and worship it. 23, take heed unto yourselves lest you forget the covenant uh, of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything which the Lord your God hath forbidden thee, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even uh, a jealous God. I think this is the last P, put it down. There's a profaning of it. When you do that, there's a profaning of it. 25, when thou shalt beget children, and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt corrupt yourselves and make a graven image for the likeness of anything shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger. Uh, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon utterly perish from off. Ye shall utterly perish 
from off the land whereunto you go over to Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but ye shall utterly be destroyed. And so, <coughs> profaning of it, profaning of it. Uh, but, uh, verse 29, but, but, there's one more, uh, a profiting from it. Uh, we're going to have to land the plane here pretty soon, so that has to be the last P. Uh, a profiting from it. Look at verse number 29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thine heart, don't let him depart out of your heart. Uh, thy word have I hid in my heart. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, your heart, your heart. Uh, uh, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh, uh, it's what brings forth the issues of life. It's the heart. The heart is the heart of the matter. If thou seek him with all thine heart and with all thy soul, when thou art in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shalt be obedient unto the statutes and judgments, unto his word, unto his voice. Uh, by the way, Going along with that Deuteronomy verse, it says, uh, teach them to your children when you're walking by the way, when you're standing up, when you're uh, sitting down. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, uh, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, a profiting of it from it, and then shalt thou have good success. Uh, look at verse number 31. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He'll not forsake thee, nor destroy thee, nor uh, forget the covenant uh, with thy fathers, which uh, uh, he sware unto them, 36. Uh, out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee, and upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou uh, heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. By the way, it's probably a good time for me to remind everyone, it's not too late to start a Bible reading plan. It's not too late to start a Bible reading plan. Let's see. Um, it's the, the 15th was Sunday, 16th, 17th. Is this the 18th? Uh, and so if you start today, you're only 18 days behind. Uh, you're only 18 days behind. Uh, and if you want to read through the Bible in a year, it takes about six minutes, seven minutes a day. But don't you think it's worth taking six minutes or seven minutes a day? And for 18 of those uh, next uh, 350 uh, 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 47 days, 347 days, hey, you're going to have to double up. It's going to take you 12 or 13 minutes. And so uh, it's not too late, but, but make sure you either start one, uh, that Bible reading plan that's on paper, or uh, see Aaron Burden, and he'll tell you how to connect with me. There's others, uh, but, but start a Bible reading plan. Look at 39. Uh, know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, the heart, the heart, all about the heart. That the Lord, he is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes, there it is again, uh, and his commandments which, which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee, uh, that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. Now there's a shift. There's a shift. Uh, and it almost seems like it's, out of the blue. Uh, okay, the last part of chapter 3, we saw abiding in prayer. That's point one. Uh, and the, uh, almost all of chapter uh, 4, we see abiding in the Word, abiding in the Word. And so, uh, abiding in prayer. Uh, chapter 3, abiding in the Word. Chapter 4, 
Uh, but now here at the end of chapter 4, he talk, starts talking about the, th- the cities of refuge again. It's almost out of the blue. The, the cities of refuge. Look at it. Uh, verse number 41. Uh, then Moses severed three cities on this side, Jordan, toward the sun rising, that the slayer might flee thither, which should kill his neighbor unawares, and, and hated him not in times past, that, uh, that, that fleeing unto uh, one of these cities he might live. From a powerful time in prayer to the powerful word of God to... Okay, there's some cities of refuge that, that, that you can go to. And he goes from uh, abiding in prayer, and then he talks about abiding in the Word, uh, to talking about abiding in a city of refuge. It doesn't connect unless you remember the cities of refuge were a type of Christ. The cities of refuge were a type of Christ. Uh, and it's almost as if he, he turns the first card over, it's prayer. He turns the second card over, it's the Word. He leaves that last card um, uh, uh, wrong side up, right side down, uh, the city of refuge, and, uh, and we've already turned it over several chapters ago, uh, and it's Christ, it's Christ, it's Christ. Uh, it's a type, it points to, it, it's an illusion of the Lord Jesus Christ, and put that down, number three. Uh, number one, uh, abiding in prayer. Uh, number two, abiding in the word. Uh, in doing that, you are number three, Uh, abiding in Christ, abiding uh, in Christ. And I get that if it's mechanical, uh, then you're not really abiding in Christ. But you can't abide in Christ if you're not abiding in prayer. You can't abide in Christ uh, if you're not abiding in the Word of God. Christ is our city of refuge. John 15, 7, and we're done. If ye abide in me, I think we have it for the screens. I'm not positive. John 15, 7. I hope we have it for the screens. Or just trust me that I quote it right. Are you ready? Uh, If ye abide in me, that's letter C, abiding in Christ, or letter 3, abiding in Christ. Uh, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, that's point number two. And so it's doing it backwards. Uh, Abide in Christ. If ye abide in me, uh, 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 abide in the word, and my words abide in you, Uh, Ye shall ask what ye will, that's the first one, that's abiding in prayer. Uh, John 15, 7 almost capsulizes uh, what we've seen. It'd be easier if I just quoted John 15, 7. Anyway, uh, but but it kind of gives a summary of Deuteronomy 3, abiding in prayer. Ask what ye will, it shall be given you. Uh, And then uh, chapter 4, abiding in the word, uh, uh, if ye abide in me, my words, my words abide in you. Uh, and that's how we abide in Christ, if, by, abide in Christ. Uh, if ye abide in me, if ye abide in me. Um, I, I do appreciate your attentiveness. We're going to close there. Um, but I, I, I hope as we're walking through Deuteronomy, read it again. I, I hope as we're walking through Deuteronomy, you're realizing we do need to read it again and again and again and again. Uh, And if God gives me the health, when we get done the second time around the block, we're going to go a third time around the block. Is anybody with me on that? Uh, We're not, yeah, it took us 15 years. It took us 15 years to to preach Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. We even threw in the book of maps as bonus. Anyway, uh, uh, to preach it all the way through. Uh, We're we're probably a little over halfway through, maybe two-thirds of the way through. But when we get all the way through again, we're going back around the block again. Uh, Why? Uh, We're to read it again, read it again, read it again. Uh, Making the Bible a part of who we are uh, and grafted into the fabric uh, of who we are 
uh, we truly do need to read it again. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.